to support this podcast, go to positivesarcasm.com slash donate. Any amount is appreciated. Once again, positivesarcasm.com slash donate. Thank you and enjoy the program. This episode of the podcast is brought to you by PB and Joey. Simple, honest, and delicious. Go to pbandjoey.com for more information, plus free shipping going forward for any order $35 or more. $35 or more gets you free shipping. That's pbandjoey.com, pbandjoey.com. Trying to get crazy with this thing. Don't you know I'm local? Jay here, PositiveSarcasm.com, streaming live from the Spare Parts Studios. You can find me on Instagram at POS uh, uh, underscore. This whole Twitter thing. I don't have Twitter anymore, so I usually start off with Twitter. And now that I got rid of Twitter, I'm I'm all thrown off. It's like when they took cocksucker out of the seven dirty words that you can't say on television. And once you took that one out there, it just kind of killed the whole rhythm. But still, you can find me on Instagram at positive underscore sarcasm. You can find me at Facebook.com slash positive sarcasm. You can find me on Minds, Minds.com, positive sarcasm. YouTube, I got two new videos up on the YouTube. And I'm thinking of joining Meta Cafe as well. So you can check out the new videos up on YouTube. Uh, one was a... Th- it just condensed. I condensed it all. I made it nice and small for you because you, you know, because you don't have any patience. Because you're on Adderall. The morning flight. I did a sunrise flight. A beautiful sunrise flight over the coast of New England. Uh, you can check that out. That was just about a solid three and a half minutes. In, out, done. Um, uh, a lot. Not a lot of me and a whole lot of beautiful, picturesque landscape type shit. And then, of course, a quick 40-second promo for the Tuscan Village. Tuscan Village is the Tuscan Kitchen, the Tuscan Market. Uh, it's a whole bunch of restaurants. It's a marketplace. It's a coffee place. It's a, it's a deli. It's a delicatessen. It's a, it's a, it's an ice cream gelato type of place. Um, and the family that owns it, the Pharaohs, I mean, nice as could be. And you know, it's a, it was a free event. It's called the Concorso Italiano. I spent the whole Saturday, Sunday, Sunday. I spent the whole Sunday there. I went there last year. You can go to week 86. It's called Playing in the Rain. Was it week 87? It's one of those two. It's called Playing in the... What was it called Playing in the Rain? Mm. And last year it just rained. There was like, I mean, dozens and dozens of, you know, supercars, you know, Ferraris, Porsches, Lamborghinis, all that shit. And it started downpouring, and that's when I lost my Nikon B700 in the rain. Uh, this year it couldn't have been more perfect the weather. So everybody showed up. Everybody showed up. All the cars were there. The team from Mission 22 with all their all their stamped cars were there. Um, all kinds of, of Mustangs and Audis. And I'm not talking just, you know, Audi A4s. We're talking Audi R8 V10s, Ferrari uh, uh, Quadrifolios, uh, Ferrari, um, uh, you know, 488s, Ferrari 458s, old school Ferraris. Uh, I think a Testarossa was there. Lamborghini Diablo. Lamborghini Countach. Was the Countach there? No, just the Diablo. The Lamborghini um, Gallardo. The Lamborghini Murcielago, which is my favorite. The Lamborghini Aventador. The Hurricane. I mean, fucking psycho cars. Uh, there was also the new uh, Lamborghini. I think it's owned by the owner, Joe Farrow. The Lamborghini Mira which is a SUV. It makes the Maserati, it makes the Maserati Elante look like a fucking Volkswagen Touareg. Um, <laughs> then you have, then you had some, uh, some, you know, some track cars. Uh, there was a drag, there was a funny car or a drag car that was also there. 
um, that they started up like once to kind of you know get the crowd popping. There was some mini cars. There were some beautiful Fiats. There were some Al- gorgeous old school Alfa Romeos and MGs. There was a Corvette Row was popping. Uh, C5, C6s, C7s blown out. Uh, beautiful brand new ZR1s, Z06s. Great looking, great looking cars. Uh, Mustangs uh, consisted of a 1966 289. Like a wintry green uh, Ford Mustang convertible. I loved it. Uh, there was also a Shelby GT350 that was there. A red one with the white stripes. Classic shit. There was Maseratis everywhere. Uh, Gran Turismo, stuff like that. Spiders. There was some other Audis. There was some BMWs. There was an old BMW E30 there. It was an M. It was an M3. An older M3 two-door. It was in immaculate condition. There was this kid who showed up there with a Nissan 300ZX, but he put a 5.3-liter Vortec engine in it, a Chevy engine, a giant 5.3-liter V8, and a small two-door coupe. This thing was nuts. It was it has a license plate on. You can go check out the pictures on. Uh, you can go to web, Go to my website, positivesarcasm.com. Go to the events gallery. There's a bunch of pictures there in a slideshow, and you can right-click on them and, and send them to another page and view them in a larger size. There's one car there called. It had a license plate that said Sonic. And it was a Nissan 300. It was all blue. It was beautiful. It had Mustang rims on it, like 17s or 18s on it. Beautiful car. And it had a giant Chevy Vortec engine in it. 5.3 liter V8. I can't imagine how much power that thing put out. But it was immaculately done. And it looked like it fit perfectly. So. Mm. I'm going to talk more about that in a minute, actually. Let me uh, just say... I got a new coffee in-house right now. Um, I love, as you know, I drink a lot of Cafe Bustelo, Komodo Dragon. Uh, I drink everything. And, but I love diner coffees. Diner coffees are those coffees that are dark and dense and bold and can be blended with your favorite creams or drank straight black. They're basically, you can, put, you can pressure them down to the point where they're practically espressos if you grind them fine enough. So Cafe Bustelo is one of those classic Cubano coffees that really has intense flavor, very bold, hits you right in the spot. Um, it's awesome. But in, I, I love those New York those New York slash Miami type of coffees. So I went and grabbed another type of diner coffee today. This one is called Cafe El Dorado. It's, it's not, as, not as well known. At least I don't think it is. It's not as well known as... Cafe Bustelo. Uh, and then there was another one. I tried, I wanted to try them all. So I tried Cafe Bustelo. I tried Cafe Bustelo. Uh, it's like uh, espresso version. I tried Cafe Baribe, which was not good. Um, and this is called Cafe El Dorado, the mark of excellence. Excelente. Uh, roasted and packaged in El Dorado coffee in New York, in New York City. And you can go to eldoradocoffee.com. Simple as that. They even got a 1 800 number on here. But uh, let's see. It's carefully, sele- you know, carefully selected, you know, Central and South American beans. It does not st- state whether they are Arabica beans or uh, Robusto. I'm just going to assume that if it doesn't state on the labels whether or not it's Arabica or Robusto, you can more than guarantee that it's a Robusto bean. Robusto beans are the inferior versions of um, Arabicas. Most like Starbucks coffees are Arabica beans. Most Javalia coffees are Arabica beans. Illy's is high quality Arabica. Uh, 
all the heavy hitters are Arabica beans now. All of them. But coffees like Cafe Bustelo and Cafe Eldorado or Robusto, they are definitely inferior beans, but they're their pickup is much faster. They really give you a kick in the pants a lot faster because it just the co- the caffeine quali- quality is very different. So basically, if you want an immediate if you want an immediate jolt, you go with a diner coffee, like a Cafe Bustelo or an Eldorado or something like this. Now, price-wise, I got this little thing for $1.69, okay? This basically is the same amount as like um maybe a little bit less than like a, ca- a can of Illies. A can of Illies will cost you like eight, nine dollars. Just a little can, a tiny little can, like the size of this cup, which is like 10, 12 ounces. Okay. This is about six ounces. But it cost me like a dollar sixty-nine. Now, it works well. I I figured I would give it the best chance for success. And I used my uh pour over by Bodum and it's basically it's very simple. You just put a filter on the top, and then you pour you pour, you put the you press the beans into the filter, and then you pour the hot water or the boiling water over, and then you can add cream or you can try it black. I recommend trying it black first before you add in your creams or anything like that, your butters, your oils, whatever you choose, and how you prefer your coffee. You should always try it. You should always try it um, black first. You know, no jokes or pun intended. Just try it black first. And I have to say, I mean, compared to Cafe Bustelo, I don't know. I think I'd still take Cafe Bustelo. There's just something about that. It's its own blend. This actually is not bad, though. I'm going to go back to uh, to the ca- to the, the, the car thingy in a minute, but I had to give this a full review on this thing. It has a deep, uh, grainy body. It it has a, it has a good, is no kick to it as far as like, you know how some coffees have bite, almost like uh, when you drink like a pale ale. A b- pale ale is very hoppy and has that double hoppiness that kind of lingers with you as you drink it. This kind of this doesn't necessarily have that. It has a slight lingering taste to it, but for the most part, it's very subdued. It doesn't have a strong uh, floral flavor. There's no floral notes in this. Okay, it is just straight diner coffee that is heavily. Uh, that is grit. That is great. Uh, pre-ground, very fine. But however, for the for the cheap coffee that it is, it's actually pretty good. I would recommend drinking this with some cream. I would recommend drinking this black or in an espresso style or in a a muco or a mupa. I forget what it is. It's a little. It's just, if you want to make it into a straight espresso, you might be able to do it. But it definitely has a thicker, stronger consistency. But it actually is quite subdued until you have your first cup. Then it's off to the fucking races. Is it as good as Starbucks? Um, it's different compared to Starbucks. Is it better than Dunkin' Donuts? Yep. Absolutely. Compared to Dunkin' Donuts, this Robusto blend is definitely better. So that you can check this out. It's uh, You can get it on cheap. It's Cafe Eldorado Espresso. And you can drink it like a regular coffee. Just, you know, I would recommend if you are going to use it, though... Best recommendations are starting it black, but the way you brew it, I would not put this thing in a K-cup. I would not blend it in an old-school co- uh, coffee pot. If you have, like, one of those fancy-wancy fucking um, esp- espresso or cappuccino or coffee mach- makers, definitely do that. Or use a, use a French press properly or do a pour-over. Uh, right now, the pour-over is actually looking pretty good. and I'm actually flying all of a sudden. Mm. 
So CafeElDorado.com, they're based out of New York, and you know what? Not bad. Um, I would give it, it's a solid, like, it's a solid Whataburger. Like a solid Whataburger or a Five Guys type of coffee. So I'm going to give it three out of five beans. Not too bad. Not too bad. I also had a Snickers before I got home. That's random, isn't it? It's because here's the thing. I don't know if it's a thing, but I'm going to say it anyways. The thing is that I don't eat a lot of sugar. I don't eat a lot of carbohydrates, you know, refined carbohydrates. I really don't. Like I go out of my way during the whole week to not eat shit or eat carbs or anything and keep my blood sugar really, really low. So the fact that I merely had a Snickers because I haven't eaten anything all day except for what ground beef and spinach and one coffee, well, two in the morning, one in the afternoon. Um, I had a Snickers just before I I, I got home and uh, started flipping the podcast, and it, and I have to admit it, it's it really put me in a much better mood. And by God, the sugar content was through the roof just from a regular Snickers, but. It's amazing. The Snickers, in my opinion, is a perfectly made candy bar. There should be no adjustments made to it whatsoever. The ice cream bar is great too, but a Snickers is absolutely perfect. Uh, Q&A from Summer City Alt. LOL. Who streams in a Lazy Boy? I love it. It's like late 90s nostalgia. Dude, if you love this fucking Lazy Boy, I'm three weeks, uh, three or four weeks out possibly. I'm. I, there may be an, an update with the studio. But stay tuned for that. Possibly September 1st, there may be a serious alteration to the studio. And I can guarantee you that the Lazy Boy will be um, will be involved. So if you are a fan of boring one-hour podcasts with old-school 80s, you know, taking the way in the world today takes everything you got type of podcasts, perfect strangers to you, bro. Kudos. Um, What the hell's a Chemex? Oh, are you referring to my watch? You're not referring to my watch, are you? Um, my watch is actually not a Chemex or Carmex. Um, I'm curious to know what you actually are thinking of. Are you thinking of uh, your pour-over? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. A, um, it's a Bodum. It's my Bodum pour-over. This, this is a very coffee-friendly podcast. Um, I do um, allow guests to have wine or, or spirits during my podcast, but when I do have guests over, it's normally coffee. It's normally we get coffee because we get after it. I had one podcast where I had the guest drink wine, and um, that podcast never aired. That one got fucking deleted. I will never air that shit. I probably already deleted it, but um, yeah, this is a podcast... Um, that is like 82 or 83 episodes deep. Uh, it took me, um, it took me about, wait, what happened there? What's in the chat room? Where'd you go, bro? Email is signed up, Summer City. Huh. I gotta get rid of that moderator. Uh, this fucking stream elements thing is pissing me off. I gotta fix that. Uh, what, what was it? Summer City Alt. If you're still there, actually, I'm gonna, let me check this out for you. Let's see. This freaking, let me show the chat. And has been timed out. Oh, okay. Yeah, I see, I see your, um, sorry, Summer City Alt. I'm using Summer City Alt. Just want to, just want to let you know that I have stream elements running. 
this wasn't me. I didn't delete your shit. I see I see your your um your Q&A, okay? But what happens is the stream elements thing. If you if you talk a lot, which I'm or if you respond a lot, that it will time you out for about 300 seconds. That's what it says to me. I'm just letting you know that. This it, that's the, the moderator because I've had stalkers on here trying to see what I'm up to and stuff. So no disrespect to you, Summer City All. It's just my my moderator, my Autobot Autobots timeout timing you out for like 300 seconds. So I'm I'm still here. So if you have questions, if you actually have questions for the podcast or whatever, you can hit me up at facebook.com slash positive sarcasm or you can uh, email me directly, positive sarcasm at outlook.com. Or you can go to my Facebook, uh, you can go to positive sarcasm.com, hit the contact page, and there is a whole thing. You can fill out a form right there. And you can also uh, submit donations there. And you can just, you know, through PayPal or whatever. So those are, appreci- those are definitely appreciated, especially with the possible alterations I have coming up. But yeah, very coffee friendly podcast for sure. And to reiterate, no, I will not be airing that drunk episode. I wasn't drunk. I wasn't drunk. But I've had some weird podcasts. I had a chick admit that she was fucking cheating on her husband of so many years. She had three kids. I had that episode. That episode was fucked. Um, yeah, I had yeah. So I had that episode where a girl admitted to cheating on her husband with th- uh, with some guy with her best with her husband's best friend. And she had three kids. I had one episode where a girl went to wake up her, wake up her, uh, her infant to tell her that to tell him that Donald Trump uh, won the White House. I've had some weird fucking podcasts. I've had podcasts my my uh, where one of the former co-hosts was drunk and uh, fucked up the plug, so it was like a buzzing sound throughout like the whole episode. It was a mess. It was a total mess. Uh, speaking of Donald Trump. Uh, I don't, like I said, I don't talk about politics, but I do want to mention that he's actually in New Hampshire tomorrow. He's in New Hampshire tomorrow doing, uh, I'm located in Manchester, New Hampshire. He's going to be here tomorrow doing, uh, you know, a summit and a whatever, a meet and greet, I guess, or a hoopla, a hoopla or whatever. So the t-shirts are out and I don't know what's going to happen in this town and I'm going to do my best to avoid uh, downtown altogether. I just want to get back to my studio Continue working on other stuffs and, and just avoid that at all cost. But yeah, he's going to be here tomorrow. I noticed because they had like all the summits and the d- debates and stuff in New York. And I was checking out my air map that I used to fly my drone. And holy shit, like the whole Northeast Quadrant was completely sectioned off. Like it's just a big red circle, like no fly zone. Uh, so that wasn't happening. But yeah, he's uh, the Donald is in town. So uh, yeah, how about that shit? How about that shit? Where is my Facebook? Um, where's my Facebook? Okay, that's me cloping that up. So yeah, go to positivesarcasm.com and check out all the shit that I've done there. So all the pictures, okay, from the Concorso Italiano, the co- pictures from the Concorso Italiano are up on positivesarcasm.com in the events gallery. So go to positivesarcasm.com slash gallery and you can check out all the pictures of the cars, a couple of the event itself. It's a beautiful uh plaza type of thing like a water fountain and you know pillars like the roman empire and stuff and it's just really nice it's a really if you want to learn how to be guido this is a great place to start they got all kinds of really good stuff and joe farrow is the nicest fucking dude in the world i mean he, he he's 
he, he, you know, he's got the right, you know, he's got the hair, he's got the face, he's jacked, uh, he's super nice, he's ultra motivated. Uh, maybe I should get on some TRT. If I got on some TRT, I'd get some shit done. I'm always tired. But super nice guy. He's got a ton of cars. Every car he owns has like has a vanity plate that says like pasta insert number on it. And they're all Lamborghinis and Ferraris and shit. Mm. And uh, he's got one Porsche. So you can go to Pasta.com. You can check out like the first 10 pictures are all, they've all been edited for, you know, best color and gloss and all that stuff. And the rest of them are all B are all B roll picks. So uh, yeah. Also, you can find me on Twitch. Subscribe to my Twitch channel, twitch.tv slash positive sarcasm one. Check out my Twitch channel uh, and subscribe there. Go to my YouTube channel, YouTube. Just search positive sarcasm and subscribe and hit the bell there, please, please. I'm begging you, putting everything into this fucking thing. So the Concorso Italian was awesome. It was awesome. It was free. I had a blast. I bought some wine and some bread and some artichoke sauce and got fat later on. They walked around all day, took a bunch of pics. They gave me a free T-shirt. It was actually a really nice T-shirt. I looked like a poor Joe Fair. Or excuse me, my, I made the joke, everybody laughed, but I looked like a middle class, a middle class Joe Farrow. Joe Farrow is like a fucking supercar and I'm more like a, I don't know, like an 88 Fox body Mustang. But yeah, a lot of fun. Great people, great employees, loved it. Um, let's see. So yeah, that was at the Tuscan Village. You can go check them out. They're in Portsmouth, New Hampshire, Burlington, Mass, and in Salem, New Hampshire. So awesome, loved it. What time are we at? Twenty one minutes. So that was that filled up my Sunday. Saturday, I don't remember what the hell. I, oh yeah, I went and saw Tom. Uh, went and saw Tom Segura. Um, he killed it. He absolutely destroyed. Uh, I wasn't gonna be able to go. There was some fuck up. I don't know. It messed up my whole week, and then it all worked out somehow. Great. Uh, but I managed to get that in. Uh, his opener wasn't. We didn't like. A lot of people didn't like his opener, but he destroyed. If you have a chance to see Tommy Buns, go see him. Uh, he's on tour right now, or he just finished up tour. He'll be back. Mm. I do actually. I had an email that I I saw. It was something I don't know. I just I figured I'm just gonna run it off to you. It was it was weird. It was a thing about how people can be assholes and then how you respond to it. So I'm just gonna read this thing off. It's it's an and it's an encounter. So bear with me. Time we at twenty two. Okay. This is this. Remember this podcast is part inspirational. All right. This girl is a keeper. It happened at the New York airport. It happened at a New York airport. Uh, I wish I had the guts of this girl. Uh, an award should go to the United. Oh, an award should go to the United Airlines gate agent in New York for being smart and funny while making her point when confronted with a passenger who probably deserved to fly as cargo. Ooh. For all of you out there who have tried to deal with an irate customer, this one is for you. A crowded United Airlines flight was canceled. Shocking. A single agent oof, was rebooking a long line of inconvenienced travelers. Suddenly, an angry passenger pushed his way to the desk. He slapped his ticket on the counter and said, I have to be on this flight, and it has to be in first class. The agent replied, I'm sorry, sir. I'll be happy to try to help you, but I've got to help these folks first, and then I'm sure we'll be able to work something out. The passenger was unimpressed. He asked loudly so that the passengers behind him could hear, Do you have any idea who I am? Without hesitating, the agent smiled and grabbed her public address microphone. Quote, may I have your attention, please? 
she began, her voice heard cl- clearly throughout the terminal. We have passengers here at gate four. We have a passenger here at gate fourteen who does not know who he is. If anyone can help him with his identity, please come to gate fourteen. With the folks behind him in the in line laughing hysterically, the man glared at the United Airlines agent, gritted his teeth, and said, "Fuck you." Without flinching, she said, and she smiled and said, "I'm sorry, sir. You'll have to get in line for that too." Life isn't about how to survive the storm, but how to dance in the rain. I don't know about that part, that last part. But um, <laughs> you'll have to get in line for that, too. Clever. That's pretty clever. I have to admit. Um, yeah. Well, first of all, I mean, whether it's a true story or not, do you have any idea who I am is, yeah, I don't care about that. What? Everything being about identity nowadays, it, there's less effort. There should be m- more effort into what you do than who you are. What you do is who you are. But if you don't do anything and you're all constantly about your own identity, which is a, a big issue with politics nowadays and culture, if you're too busy focusing on who you are and telling people who you are and how you feel, you're not doing anything. Therefore, you're not making a difference. Therefore, it doesn't matter who you are because you're not anybody. If I've never met you before or seen you before or heard about you before, then you're not anything. Do you have any idea who I am? No, so you don't fucking matter. I'm Jay from PositiveSarcasm.com. Who? That's right, who? Doesn't matter. Oh, I've heard of you. Yeah, okay. Well, that's stuff that you've heard about me. That's who I am. The perception is reality. And, or, but besides that, nothing matters. So you can't be doing stuff like that. If you really if you're really that important, do you know who I am? If you're that important, people will wait. If you're that well known, people will wait. They'll understand. Okay? And maybe you should have been smarter instead of have, you know, first class on United Airlines, which is prone to having issues with travel. So if you if you knew who you were, you'd be a little smarter about but how you book your fucking flights. Next time, choose JetBlue. <laughs> Prick. Um. So I thought I'd throw that out there. I thought that'd be a nice little nice little thing. What are we at? Twenty six minutes. All right. Uh, but I got a bunch of articles for today. I got a thought about. It's a personal topic. We will be getting up on that. But yeah, there's uh, new videos up on YouTube. You can check out the Sunrise Flight. It's about three and a half minutes. The Tuscan Village Shorty, which is on Instagram. It's on Facebook and it's on YouTube as well. Uh, so shout out to owner and uh, yeah, owner and facilitator Joe Farrow, who owns it. Dude's on a different level. I mean, everyone knows or pretends to know who he is. That's the thing. That's that's the thing about it. Question. Oh, hold on. Question uh, responses. Question. This is from Twitch. Have you ever been? Have you ever stepped on a bug on purpose before? Uh, yeah, yeah, I have. And actually, recently, I kind of felt bad about it. I was like, "Do I really need to do this? I could have just flicked it and made it go away. Why did I have to step on it? You know, what did I? You know, what did it do to me? You know, it, you don't need to go down that path where you're killing things just because you know, you know, you're in a mood or something like that. You, you kind of keep your emotions in check. Um, but this dude. Yeah, he is on a different level, and he's one of those guys where everybody knows him or pretends to know him. 
you know, shakes his hand or how you doing or tries to freaking, you know, be in his shit. I don't I don't have anything of value to say to him or offer him. You know, he just he's doing his thing. He's he's moving about the festival and, you know, trying to get everything sorted out with his team. And he was just sort of standing there. And I just I don't bother him. But I did kind of look. I just I, I just looked and said, Joe, do you need anything? That's I mean, what else, what the fuck does he need? He doesn't need anything from me. He's fucking Joe Farrow. He doesn't need anything from me. Nothing. It's like, what are you gonna give me? Fucking hand job? Get out of here. I got ten of I got ten of those lined up for me. It's a family man, by the way. He's married, happily married. But I'm just saying, do you need it? I'm like, I don't know what else to say. I'm, I'm gonna shake his hand and be like, hey Joe, he already knows I'm there. I don't need to bother him. He's thinking about what if he's thinking something really important? He's got this special idea in mind. Then I go and I come up to him and be like, hey, my name is so-and-so. I got this stupid fucking website with 50 subscribers on my YouTube channel. Want to be friends? I'm not going to bother him. I'm not going to bother him. Just He's standing there. I'm just like, do you need anything? He's like, nah, my man. I got it. I, I'm all set. Just like, in, you know, it's like, I got it. Like the way he said it, it wasn't like, you know, cold shoulder. It was more like I got everything figured out. I know exactly what I'm doing for the next 25 years of my life. I was like, this motherfucker is on point i'm like shit it's like but that's all i know to say is like do you need anything no i'm good all right well now that you know that i'm here i'm gonna go back to taking pictures of cars i can't afford where if i was to purchase this car or pay for a mortgage i might be living in the back seat if the car had a back seat where most supercars don't nor do they have a trunk because they're mid-engine therefore the car's in the back yeah but I thought it would be something to say, but that's it. I mean, if I don't have, if you don't have something to say to a celebrity or a person of high importance, don't say anything. Nod your head or or just move on. That's all. But he's he was a cool guy. His crew was cool, you know? Don't try to make stupid jokes. This guy, he's heard it all. Uh, what is this? Just some I do I have fucking what is this shit? Okay, since you have done that before, would you say you just step on it once it would kill, or would you also twist and drag your foot too? Oh, about killing bugs? No, no, no. Unless it's a tick. If it's a tick, then I'll I'll freaking set it on fire. I don't, I don't. That's different. You know, there are some bugs that can just go screw. Most bugs are fine. Centipedes are gross because it just like if you touch it, it blows up. Cockroaches are disgusting. But I don't see cockroaches. I don't live in a shit-infested home. I have a nice place, you know, a really nice place. So I don't have those issues. I don't see a lot of gross bugs. I fucking hate spiders, though, okay? Spiders can kiss my ass. No no thanks. Uh, snakes I don't really see, so I don't have an issue with that. Um, so I don't have an issue with that. Spiders, I'm all set. No thanks. I, I'm, I was born in Venice, Florida. I don't like spiders. That's a different animal altogether. Okay. I've seen some, I've seen spiders with hair follicles longer than mine. Okay. If you see a fucking spider with a Guido mustache, go get a shotgun and blow that thing through the wall. Forget it. Okay. You don't want nothing to do with that shit. If that dude, ha- if that spider has a fucking comb over or a porn stash um, or pubes longer than yours, time to burn your house down. And move out of fucking state, cause that thing will follow you. That you'll need a restraining order against that goddamn spider. Um, and yes, I would kill it. 
<laughs> I crucible that shit. So, uh, what time are we at? We got thirty. We got thirty-one minutes. I wanted to get to this article. Um, yeah, I want to get to this article about what is one. I got like four or five. Uh, ten. Okay, ten best services for movies. Okay, I got because nowadays everybody's cutting the cord. Everybody's cutting the cord. They're getting rid of their Comcast, their Metrocast, uh, Cox Cable. They're, everybody's cutting the cord. They're trying to save money in any way they can because, I mean, I spend like 94 bucks on my cell phone bill. Some people are spending like 100 200 or they're watching everything through their phone or, or they're spending money on YouTube they're, or they're watching YouTube nowadays. So I wanted to actually run through a couple... There are still ways to actually watch movies for free, okay? So th- th- I wanted to get there are there are there's there's like ten there really is this this is actually pretty cool. So you can go through Amazon Prime, you can have an Amazon Prime account, but they're starting to run slim on the pro. There's a lot of original programming, okay? Original programming is completely different. If you're looking for original programming, you know Netflix has it, or Amazon Prime has it, Hulu has it, Disney's Disney will have it. Uh, Apple will have it, but if you're just looking for movies and you want to build up a collection of movies, and not because Netflix doesn't have a lot of movies anymore, they all went to different platforms. Amazon Prime doesn't have a lot of movies. It's all it's all been stretched out to different platforms. And if it's a really big movie, you're more than likely gonna go see it in theaters, or you're gonna rent it through Redbox, or somebody's got it, or you're stealing it off of somebody else's account, but or you have Comcast on demand or something like that. But there's a bunch of sh- uh, places. That either with a login, with an account, or with without one, you can actually get free movies or get free original programming, which is pretty sweet. So I wanted to run down a couple. You probably already know about them, but I wanted to, you know, give it, put it out there to the masses, you know, because I have a massive following. Hold on, let me get a little sip of this Eldorado coffee. Mmm. Tastes like Queens. Uh <laughs> So let me move this a little closer. I cannot wait to modify this studio. It's going to be bigger. It's going to be so cool. So cool. But I'm not going to talk about that right now because it hasn't been confirmed yet. But in the meantime, all right, let's go through Let's go through the initial uh, opening lines of this article. This is on CNET. Who uh, actually came up with this article? I want to give a shout out. Uh, okay, 10 Best Free Movie Streaming Services, Netflix Alternatives for 2019 by Rick Broida. Stream all the movies or TV you want without paying a dime. Awesome. All right. Let me get rid of that thingy. Get out of here. Get out of here! Is Netflix putting a strain on your budget? Question mark. Follow, following a price hike earlier this year, the streaming service now starts at $9 per month. Ooh! Well, after a while, you're spending so much money on this, that, and the other thing that those prices start to, you know, inflate. And the next thing you know, you're spending money on this, that, and the other thing. And it's like, where the fuck did all my free cash go? I was going to start a 401k or a savings account or save up for a vacation, you know. And how often are you truly watching Netflix? You should be out going and doing something. Um, its most popular plan is now at $13 and its Ultra HD tiered at $16. As long as you have an internet connection, you can continue to enjoy a mo- enjoy movie night. You may not be able to stream Hollywood's latest, but you can still watch gems such as Blade Runner, Captain Fantastic, Eighth Grade, and plenty of classics, all without spending an extra penny. 
Here are 10 services offering totally free, totally legal movies you can watch online. Totally legal. Legal. Remember that. Not, you know, some Russian service that's stealing all your fucking bank data. Mm. Cup number two down the hatch. All right. Not all the not all the titles listed here may still be available. Understood. All right, number one, Crackle. Crackle, 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 Crackle. Sony's Crackle is an ad-supported streaming service, one that offers both movies and TV shows, including some original content. It's available on a wide variety of devices and doesn't even require you to set up an account, though doing so enables you to save favorites, get recommendations, and resume playback if you switch between devices. What you can watch! Crackle's selection continues to expand with around 200 movies at any given time. Uh, the selection changes periodically, just like any other service. At this right, uh, at this writing, you'll find gems like Fight Club, which was good, Looper, which was good, My Girl, which is a classic, and Star Trek II, which is an ultra classic, The Wrath of Khan. They're all older films, to be sure, but there's still plenty of quality stuff to watch. There's tons of movies out there that were really good that you probably have never seen anyways. Where you can watch. Crackle's list of supported, supported devices is extensive. The other app, the, uh, the service offers apps for all mobile platforms, game consoles, and major streaming devices, and it's even baked into many smart TVs. It does not offer the option to download, download movies for offline viewing. Okay. Crackle, I first heard of Crackle when Jerry Seinfeld started his miniseries Comedians Comedians and Cars Getting Coffee. That first started on Crackle, and it was sponsored by Acura. And that's where uh, I first heard of Crackle. It's in HD. It was nice. So that has apparently a lot of uh, a lot of movies now, and it's free. The next one is IMDb TV. IMDb TV. TV. I have not tried this one. It was called Free. It was like originally called Freedom something. All right. The relative newcomer, formerly known as Free Drive, is part of IMDb, the Internet Movie Database. Internet Movie Database is where I use a lot. That's where if you need to know about a movie, you go to IMDb. It's cast, crew, goofs, spoilers, everything. Stream, uh, uh, trailers. If you want to know about how much the movie made, you go to Box Office Mojo. Okay. Uh, it's owned by... Uh, IMDb, though, is now owned by Amazon. Uh, Rotten Tomatoes is owned now by Fandango. Let's see. It's uh, Amazon's... IMDb is Amazon's way of offering ad-supported movie streaming independent of Amazon Prime. And it's not limited to movies. There are TV shows available as well. Unfortunately, uh, there's a pretty major viewing limitation. What you can watch. Though it started with only about 100 titles, IMDb TV just announced plans to triple its content selection, which will bring the tally into the thousands. Already you can watch stuff like Captain Fantastic, Paddington, Platoon, Oscar winner La La Land. La La Land. Wait. La La Land? Did La... No, I thought Spotlight won. Hmm. Uh, that will arrive July 1st. Where you can watch. INDB TV works on any device that supports Prime Video with channels. Cool. I'm guessing most of these you can also stream on your computer too if you have like Windows 7 or Windows 10 or whatever. So I'm assuming you can watch them through there too. Just have a good browser. Hoopla! Hoopla. Uh, got a library card? Check to see if your library is partnered with Hoopla. This digital media service allows you to check out all kinds of stuff, including movies. When you borrow a movie, you have 72 hours in which to watch it. You d your library determines the number total number of movies you can borrow each month. What you can watch. 
It's hard to get a bead on how many movies Hoopla has at any given time or available, but you can browse a huge range of genres, everything from animation to westerns. There's also a generous selection of family-friendly content. The good news is Hoopla doesn't have the same catalog of movies as many others of the services here. The bad news is the selection doesn't change very often, and it can be hard to find anything familiar to watch. Where you can watch it. Hoopla content can be viewed on your PC, in a browser, Android, iOS devices. The service now supports most streaming services, you know, current generation Apple TV, Fire TV, Roku devices. Surprisingly, Hoopla's mobile apps not only offers not only streaming, but also a download option for offline viewing. The inter- okay, cool. So, what I mean, even if it, the if the content doesn't change often, you could still have like a ton of you can have all these favorited and lined up. So, you can just go through each one to see you know what you you can line it up. Just like you create a queue on Netflix of what things you're going to watch, you can create a queue on all these websites of things you want to watch and just go through them and not pay a dime. It's worth it to, to queue up your to queue up your your content. Uh, the next one is the Internet Archive. This one I don't know if I'm into. The Internet Archive is home to all things public domain, including thousands of feature-length movies. Perhaps, unsurprisingly, there, there's no cost to use the service nor do you need an account, though you can create one if you want to mark favorites and such. What you can watch. Public domain is code for, quote, old or mostly black and white, making this place folks interested strictly in classic films. Thus, you'll find the likes of His Girl Friday, Plan 9 from Outer Space, and Gulliver's Travels. Where you can watch it. The Internet Archive exists solely on the web, so you'll need a browser to access it. However, the most most mobile browsers, including Safari and iOS, can stream the content. Okay. So maybe if you're looking for something like Casablanca or something like that, then you can quite possibly um, stream something like that. A lot of people like classic movies. Like a lot of people like viewing that stuff. So hey, you know, it's it's another way. Plus, maybe you're throwing it on the background, or maybe you want to watch some old cheesy romantic shit with your girl or guy or whatever. You grab a little cheese, a little bit of bread, charcuterie board with a nice bottle of red wine or Pinot Grigio. I don't judge some Chardonnay, something like that. And you put one of those old ass fucking movies on, you know, and you chill out like that. I don't see. I don't see a problem with that. That's one way of doing it. So it's another option. You got to be optimistic about this stuff, you know? Um, Next one is Canopy. I think I checked this one out earlier, actually. It was pretty good. If your library doesn't offer Hoopla, maybe it has Canopy. The commercial-free service, which began life in Australia, has made its way to thousands of college campuses worldwide, and most recently various U.S. libraries. Check the website to see if your library has it and, if, and ask for it if it doesn't. Uh, what you can watch given its educational bent it's not surprising that Canopy offers a large selection of indie films and documentaries from the likes of PBS and The Great Courses but its sizable library also includes titles from the esteemed Criterion Collection which is code for quote films there are also some fairly mainstream titles to be found including Donnie Darko Ex Ex Machina which is a good movie Lady Bird Moonlight I haven't seen Moonlight where you can watch Canopy has Apple TV, Fire TV, Roku channels, and apps from uh, Android, iOS. It's also available on Samsung TVs and Chromecast. Cool. This next one I actually checked out earlier, and this one actually is super easy to use. And as soon as I saw that it had turn term the Terminator on stream, I was sold. Uh, this one's cool. This is Pluto TV. A relative newcomer, Pluto TV is noteworthy. And plus, term the Terminator is one of the greatest movies of all time. Pluto TV is noteworthy for offering not only on-demand movies, but also live TV channels, including CBS News and uh, CNET. Yeah, 
you can stream like C- well, CNN fake news. You can watch like you know MTV and you know regular like channels on here, and it streams like ultra quick, like almost immediately, even on shitty bandwidth. Uh, I was I, I just it was amazing. It looked just like Comcast. Actually, it looked way easier. Uh, it's ad supported, of course, but definitely one of the best free content options available. Where you can watch, what you can watch. It's hard to say for sure how many movies Pluto has, but there are a lot of categories. There was a lot of categories. Uh, even with lots of titles. There are lots of C-grade junk, to be sure. There was a shitload of B-movies. Really, like, like Steven Seagal B-movies. Uh, that, you know, uh, old Va- crappy Van Damme, Dolph Lundgren type of shit. The movies that, that Stallone didn't want you to say. Um... Adaptation, Batman Begins, Layer Cake, Flyway Home. Those are all on there. What you can, Where you can watch it. Pluto TV. It, it works on a desktop browser. Um, let's see. Uh, hold on. Let me get to your comment in a second. But also Windows, uh, Windows clients, Android, various smart TVs, Apple TV, Fire TV, Roku channel. Yeah, that's okay. Uh, calf, uh, curious response. Sorry for the bother. Blah, blah, blah. Would you like to participate in a challenge? I was asking everyone, so that's why I asked about the bug questions. It's based on a movie called Men in Black. I've seen Men in Black. It was okay. I gave it, what, three out of five stars? That's about what it deserved. Um, Let's see. Plus, he was stomping on cockroaches with his beautiful, like, Florsheim dress shoes, which is not... I mean, I get why he was doing it, but still. Come on. Keep the dress shoes nice and clean. All right. Let's see. Roku channel. Roku isn't isn't a free movie provider. It's an aggregator of the new existing no cost content. If you need a Roku for it, so that's that thing. Blah blah blah. I'll skip that one. The big one I think that I was hearing about was Tubi TV. T U B I. Tubi TV. Uh, home to thousands of free commercial movies, uh, though definitely not commercial free. Tubi TV, which just passed, which just passed twenty million active. Active monthly users offers content from studios including Lionsgate, MGM, and Paramount. Ooh, Top Gun. What you can watch. Tubi has a lot of movies, but chances are good you haven't heard of most of them. To help separate the the wheat from the chaff, the wheat from the chaff, that is a Jordan Peterson uh, phrase. Check out the highly rated rated on Rotten Tomatoes and not on Netflix categories. Even then, the current selection is pretty meh. The best titles I found were The Cabin in the Woods, Paddington and True Grit. Cabin in the Woods was an awesome horror movie. Uh, and True Grit was okay. The new one. It was, yeah. I wasn't, I mean, everybody's big on the Coen brothers. I like the Coen brothers, but I wasn't a big fan of True Grit. I just, I don't know, it just didn't do anything for me. But Cabin in the Woods is sweet. Great plot twist. Where you can watch Tubi TV's lists of supported devices is very comprehensive. Offers apps from Android, iOS, major gaming consoles, major streaming devices, Sam- some Samsung TVs. It does not offer the option to download movies for offline viewing. Okay. Uh, how many more do I have? What? That one and that one? Okay. So, uh, yeah. YouTube has a video service. Okay. That's fine. I don't care about that one. Uh, the last one is Voodoo. Voodoo. Walmart. How you doing? Walmart. Voodoo's video service has been consistently expanding its ad-supported section, which allows viewers to choose from a generous selection of movies, mostly older titles, alas, to watch at no charge. The option does not require you to have a Voodoo account, but it's free to set one up. Uh, let's see. 
but you can watch. It's hard to get super excited about Voodoo's selection, which is extensive but consists of mostly older and direct-to-video caliber titles. My picks are Oldie But Goodie List, Mystic Pizza, Platoon, Risky Business, and Witness. Where you can watch, Voodoo is available pretty much everywhere. Major streaming services, mobile devices, game consoles, so on. With the mo- While the mobile apps do allow you to download paid movies for offline viewing, however, free titles can be streamed. Um, it does show free with ad movies. There's a big list here. Beetlejuice, Diary of a Mad Black Woman, Paddington, Warrior. Warrior is a really good movie. Anaconda, not so much. Legally Blonde, guess who? Eh. Rocky, nice. Misery, <laughs> Walking Tall. Walking, walking Tall. Walking Tall is a really good Dwayne Johnson movie. Kangaroo Jack, Rocky Four, nice. Sinister, haven't seen it. School of Rock, The Karate Kid, Collateral Damage, The Boondock Saints 2, which I haven't seen. Wild Card, Police Academy, Rocky 2 and Rocky 3. Okay. All right. Uh, oh, okay. So, yeah. Uh, there you go. That's pretty sweet, actually. So, you can go check out all those and maybe stop paying for Netflix and Amazon Prime and, and maybe just have Red Blo- Redbox and maybe go see like a, a movie in the theaters when you really want to see it. Save yourself some cash, you know? Think about it. If you're spending ten bucks a month or twenty bucks a month on on movie shit, you know it goes. It's a hundred and twenty to two hundred dollars a year. You know, you spend that on plane tickets or you know a weekend getaway somewhere or a big steak dinner somewhere or some. Sh- I don't know. Hey, I'm just saying you got options. You know, just saying you got options, and that's I'm all about trying to save money where you can. Okay. What are we at? We are at 49 minutes. Holy shit. I got a bunch of articles too. Uh, but so we so we went over that. Uh, let's see. This I wanted to get to. This is actually kind of important because we talked a lot about, we talked, I talked a lot about the, the Chernobyl, uh, Chernobyl, you know, April 26th, 1986. Chernobyl accident, Reactor 4 was going through, uh, was doing through emergency t- shutdown tests. They fucked it up. Um, there was some diff- a serious uh, flaws with the, with the, with the um, type of reactor they were using, it blew up bad, and the fallout is still to this day. Well, there was another Russian nuclear accident just a few days ago. Congratulations. So, let's see. Let's skip these ones. Russia, okay. Uh, everybody reported on this. We're going to go through Time Magazine, though. Uh, this, is on, from, this is from Time Russia says small nuclear reactor blew up in deadly accident by Jake Rudinitsky and Stepan Kravanchenko from Bloomberg. I'm not a big fan of Bloomberg, but we're going to go through this, okay? And I'll try to, you know, separate. I, I saw, like, a picture of it, but this is still pretty bad. And in the first few days of Chernobyl, when the accident happened, they said everything was fine. Don't. This is during, you know, the communist, the true communist rule of you know Russia the Soviet Union when Ukraine was Soviet territory so there wasn't a lot of information getting out of the state but it turned out this was and then a few days later they uh evacuated um Pripyat which was a town uh not far from Chernobyl and then th- from there it just spun out of control and now we know the truth of really what happened so right now we're only in the first few days of what happened this one, the failed missile test that ended in an explosion. 
a failed missile test that ended in an explosion killing five scientists last week on Russia's White Sea involved a small nuclear nuclear reactor, according to a top official at the institute where they worked. Yeah. The institute is working on a small-scale power sources using radioactive materials, including fissile and radi- radioisotope materials for the defense ministry and civilian uses. Uh, Solyevev, scientific director of the Institute, sent a video by local TV. The men who will be buried Monday were national heroes and the elite of the Russian Federal Nuclear Center. Uh, blah, blah, blah. Um, let me get to the real. Also posted on an official website in Surab, a high-security city devoted to nuclear research less than 400 kilometers or 250 miles east of Moscow. The blast occurred August 8th. The blast occurred August 8th during a test of the, of a oops uh, a test of a missile that used quote isotope power sources on an offshore platform platform in the Ark Arkhangelsk region close to the Arctic Circle. Russia states Russia's state nuclear company Rosatom said over the weekend the defense ministry initially reported two were killed in the accident, which said involved testing of a liquid fueled missile engine. The ministry didn't mention the nuclear element. Radiation spikes. Here we go. It caused a brief spike in radiation in the nearby port city of Severodvinsk. I can't I can't do Russian for shit. Uh, unless I'm watching Red October, then I'm on point. Uh According to a statement of the local administration's website that was later removed, the Russian military said radiation levels were normal but disclosed a few details about the incident. News of the explosion set off in nearby cities and towns. Uh, okay. News of the explosion set off in nearby cities and towns a run on iodine. Iodine is used to prevent uh, you know, the, the things like uh, radioactive decay in your body because when you have huge radiation, you have gamma rays shooting everywhere, and the gamma rays will tear apart your DNA down to, the cellu- down to its actual strand, the actual DNA strand, your genetics. It just tears your body to pieces and turns you into a pile of fucking mush. So iodine is used to help curb that. Iodine is also help with, helps with you know, sleep, like sleep and metabolism and things like that. Uh, people who are, uh, um, uh, what do you call it, um, hypo or hyper thyroid issues. In okay, which is believed to help prevent the thyroid gland from absorbing radiation. Norway said it had stepped up radiation monitoring after the accident, but hadn't detected anything abnormal. Southerly winds and the large distance between the border and the explosion made it unlikely that Finland will detect any radiation director of at Finland's Radiation and Nuclear Safety Authority said by phone Monday. The authority hasn't checked its air filter since the incident, but expects to have results this week, he, she added. Rosatom declined to comment on the incident Monday, and a spokeswoman for the Cerro Institute couldn't immediately be reached. Russia media have speculated that the weapon being tested was the SSC-X-9 Skyfall, known in Russia as the Burevestnik a nuclear-powered cruise missile that Vladimir Putin, President Putin, introduced to the world in a brief animated segment during his State of the Union address, State of the Nation address last year. 
The incident comes after a series of massive explosions earlier last week at a Siberian military depot killed one and injured 13, as well as forcing the evacuation of 16,500 from their homes. Russia Navy has offered numerous high-profile accidents over years in July. Uh, is that all it says about the fucking explosion? No, okay. This doesn't really say anything else about the explosion. There was a... Okay. You had there's something missing from this article. There was other information, uh, uh, according to other channels, that radiation was 20 times above the normal rate. Now, I don't 20 times above the normal rate. I don't know how many. I forget how many remkins that is. There are some readers back in 1986. They were reading. They would bring rem, uh, these these readers and these radiation readers. They go up to a certain amount of remkins. That was the the number, and they would peak at 3.26 or something like that when in fact it was like 15,000 remkins or some shit like that stuff that would tear you to pieces in a matter of seconds that would you know just just you would taste metal so 20 times above the uh, uh, of the normal rate I, I i something is seriously missing from this article so i'm not sure i i'm guessing hopefully i mean right now this 24-hour news cycle, I'm not sure what's going to come about this. This may actually just go under the radar because the fact is back in 1986, we're talking about Chernobyl and Pripyat. This was the Ukraine. And plus, we're talking about an actual nuclear reactor. When that reactor exploded, it sent uh, radiation all over Western Europe and, of course, into Kiev, which is the capital of Ukraine. So it was right there in downtown you know, Eastern Europe and parts of Russia and all over the other uh, places, R Romania, shit like that. This is somewhere near the Arctic Circle, so it's pretty remote. And if it's a, a smaller explosion, they called it a mini Chernobyl, which is still fucking terrible. But I don't know what other issues it's going to cause. I don't know if we're going to hear more about it. It's pretty secluded, so I'm not sure if you're going to hear more about it, but this is not good the sh the sh the, that this happened. Usually when you test a cruise missile or something like that, you don't typically put the warhead in the vehicle while you're testing it. You test the vehicle first. You test how it... Because uh, when, when you test it, there's two, there's two systems. There's the initial hit. There's the initial launch. And then these, these, uh, these jet engines afterwards kick on after a certain amount and they just blast these things into orbit okay and the, well intercontinental intercontinental ballistic missiles usually go into orbit if it's a cruise missile and a cruise missile and not like an srbm or a icbm a cruise missile generally stays at a certain altitude and just sort of cruises you can test it without the warhead though okay we have cruise missiles that used to have nuclear warheads in them we took them out uh, i think around 1991 or something like that around that area down the around the gulf Gulf War in the late 80s. We took them out. We still have cruise missiles. We just don't use them with nuclear warheads. If we were using... If we still had cruise missiles with nuclear warheads, look the fuck out. Those things are amazing. They're super accurate. Um, But we took them out. You can test cruise missiles, or at least we could, without having to put the warhead in it. Because in case something happens. Now you... you literally, the thing blows up right in the goddamn launch pad. You could, and this would have been a non-issue, a complete non-issue, and now you got like a mini, a mini Chernobyl. Ah, fucking. Oh, Russia's gonna be the death of us.
by accident, not on purpose, literally out of their own negligence. You know, everybody's scared of China. Well, you still have to remember that Russia does some stupid shit. We do too, but at least we take the fucking warheads out of the missiles when we launch them. <laughs> Vladdy, what are you doing to me? All right, I got a bunch of other articles, but we're gonna save them for another day. I think we have plenty. Co- I think we have plenty of content there. Uh go check out my my YouTube channel at Positive Sarcasm. Just you know, Google that shit. Go to my website. You can also view my YouTube stuff at my po- website, positivesarcasm.com. Uh, shout out to Joe Farrow and the whole team over at the Tuscan Village. Uh, you can check them out in Burlington, Mass., the new place over in Portsmouth, New Hampshire, where they got gelato, coffee, desserts, and other stuff. They're very, very, very. They got a their hospitality is great. And, of course, their Salem location, which has two, the market and the kitchen. Uh, I'm a big DIY guy. I generally don't go out to eat. I'll bring, I'll go to the market, buy stuff, and bring it home. Oh, when the moon hits her eye. So, but they got all that stuff, too. So, definitely check it out. If you're new to, like, traditional cooking or Italian or American, traditional American or Depression-style cooking, you can. that's a good place to start is going there and grabbing some stuff and bringing it home. Or if you're just looking for a bottle of wine, a little bit of bread, and a little bit of cheese or sauce. You can just go there, grab some of it, bring it home, and just get fucking hammered and, and go into a food coma as well. So shout out to Joe Farrow and the whole team over at Tuscan Village. You can go to TuscanBrands.com. Uh, my Instagram, my YouTube channel, my Facebook page, they all have the 40-second the, the ad that I did for them. And you, know, you can go check out the events gallery there. There's a bunch of pictures of all the cool cars that happened this weekend at the Concorso Italiano. It was super awesome. Um, and then of course, check out my YouTube channel for all my latest videos and stuff. You can subscribe to my, my podcast, go to, go to Apple podcast, uh, Stitcher, Google play music podcast addict. It's available everywhere. So grab it, you know, grab it. However you get your podcast. It's, it's there. Okay. I want, you know, like subscribe, share, do all that shit. You can stream, you can follow the live stream on twitch.tv slash positive sarcasm one. Don't forget the one, uh, Supporting this pot, supporting this whole channel, supporting this whole thing is very easy. Uh, you simply go to positivesarcasm.com/slash/donate. Donate any amount; it's ultra, ultra appreciated. All that stuff goes into financing everything that I'm doing here. I have more investment stuff coming up that's going to hopefully, hopefully expand um, the studio. Okay, I'm all in on this. Okay, I have it tattooed on my, I have the logo tattooed on my goddamn back for Christ's sakes, okay? I'm all in on this. It's not going anywhere. I fail as a human being if this fails as a platform, okay? So you can go to my website. You can check out my social media. Talk to me, ask me any questions you want. Q&A with me, send me emails, whatever it takes. If you're a bodybuilder or a fitness athlete, you want posing music, you can go to positivesarcasm.com slash posing music. Check out my posing music. Ask for any custom cut that you need. Send me a donation if you if you have the extra cash. I know that bodybuilding contests and shit are expensive. I get it. I know. I did it seven fucking times. I know how much money it costs. All right. I'll help you out any way I can. I appreciate you stopping by. So like, subscribe, share, follow me on my podcast, my YouTube channel. Follow me on my YouTube channel. You know, ask me about coffee, wine, whatever. I love it. I appreciate we're coming up on just over an hour. So I'm going to go ahead and get the hell out of here and have this thing ready for download. I'll have more of the articles that I've had for next week. Um, We'll save that stuff for later. 
But yeah, if you even have, if you even have tech questions and stuff like that, you can hit me up as well for that. I, I love tech shit. So uh, thank you to everybody who had questions and comments on the live stream. Um, uh, if you have any other questions, feel free to hit me up at any other time. But thank you for listening, watching, and subscribing to this channel. I will check in with you next week. This has been a Positive Sarcasm presentation, streaming live from the Spare Parts Studios. To support this podcast, go to positivesarcasm.com slash donate. Any amount is appreciated. Once again, positivesarcasm.com slash donate.